Hey guys, it's Ryan. Thanks for tuning into Theology-ish. Before we jump in, I just want to emphasize that the discussions on this podcast are exploratory in nature and delve into a variety of theological perspectives. They do not strictly represent or define our personal stances on the faith nor the doctrine of our affiliated churches. We encourage listeners to reflect, question, and seek guidance from their local church leaders. Our goal is to foster understanding and curiosity. We ask that you listen with a humble and discerning mind. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Theology-ish, your favorite podcast about all things theology and theology-adjacent, such as biblical studies, philosophy, church history, uh, whatever else we feel like talking about. My name is Ryan, and with me today, as always, is our phenomenal co-host, William. Hello, that's me. I'm phenomenal, apparently. You are. Yeah. Phenomenological? Hey, you know what's cool about this episode, William? What? This is the first episode of the 2024 calendar year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Happy uh, Happy New Year. Yeah. The future. Cause yeah, because we're not there yet. We're not yet. there yet. So hello <laughs> to all you out there in future land. I hope things are going good. Hopefully uh, World War Three hasn't broken out just yet. Not yet. Uh, like Ryan said, we are a podcast about theology and theology-adjacent things, but today... We're going to kind of talk about theology and theology-adjacent things. Oh, uh, is this going to be another Star Wars deal? Uh, almost. Oh. Oh, We're no. We're going to talk about aliens. <laughs> we can have Jesse put, like, laser sound effects, like, pew, pew. You know, uh, <laughs> this is something I've been thinking about. Anytime we want Jesse to do any actual sound work... Instead of just, like, making a note to send him separately, we just tell him to do it in the episode. <laughs> I haven't even considered that I could... No, we could just we make could just notes and him. then text him or something. But instead, it's, hey, Jesse, put this in right now. Yeah, that's so like some spaceship sounds, like some creepy music. Anyway, we're going to talk about aliens. All right. And we're going to talk about aliens because aliens, for the modern man are the new angels. What I mean by that is that if aliens came down in their spaceship and showed up and they were like, hello, we're from the planet Zorgaxtathon 12. God is dead and we have eaten him. A lot of people, especially not religious people, would just be like, yeah, okay, guess the aliens killed God. They would just accept it. It, it, it would be yeah. these divine messengers who just come down in their spaceship and they're like, hello, we know the secrets of the universe. The secret is that God's actually a guy named Jeff and he lives in Toledo. And we'd just be like, yeah, <laughs> all right, cool. Good for Jeff. I guess God is Jeff and Jeff lives in Toledo and we would just accept it. Not and me. I'd because feel bad I'm for Jeff because Toledo in, sucks. In, <laughs> if you are a based Christian, then you would be like, nah, bruh. These aliens, these aliens are on. And if there's one thing that all of you need to know about William, it's that outside of this podcast, he is an extremely based Christ-pilled Christian. (laughs) Half of our interactions outside of this podcast are just us sending based Christian memes back and forth. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty based. It's great. I love it. Um, I, I tone it back. A lot for the show. You really do. I'm quite impressed, actually. Yeah, I, I, I try and... Every once in a while it comes out, but... Yeah, if you want to know how based I am, listen to the John Shelby Sprong episode. and Which will... I thought was a pretty clever title. I'm proud of myself for that one. I came up with that. What? Did you? Yeah. I can't remember. I, it was me. I usually name y- the episodes. You, you could go through our, our no, texts. Bro, I remember that. Yeah, because yeah. I usually... Just name the episodes and put them up and yeah, never consult William at all. I specifically I asked you about that one because I'm like, I don't even know what to call this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, because aliens might be real, mm. and if aliens are real, they might cause some problems for Christianity. Maybe. Well, why would that? Why would that cause issues, William? Well, if you take... Genesis very seriously, 
then all creation becomes cursed through Adam's sin. Mm. Okay? So if there is other life on other planets that are punished for the sins of a human when they don't even... Yeah. They have no concept of the other person's existence, that seems to conflict with God's justice. Is that fair? Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Because all creation is cursed through Adam's sin. And all means all. Mm. So, if you take Genesis very seriously, and because I'm based, I do, would aliens... You were more based to say Eve sinned. <laughs> they both sinned. Yeah. Eve first. Yeah. But entirely unrelated to what we're being going to talk about today, <laughs> there is an argument to be made that had Adam refused the fruit, he could have redeemed Eve, and through Eve's redemption, all of creation's redemption, at the time in Eden, but because he accepted it, he condemned them both. Mm. So there, there's an, some interesting, interesting stuff, stuff going on there. Um, regardless. That's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about aliens and the implications that aliens have for Christianity because aliens might be real. And it has been my observation that, uh, well, let's all get out our tinfoil hats real quick. Put those on. Okay. Um, I don't know how closely you pay attention to this kind of thing in the news and in media with unidentified aerial phenomena. Yeah. You ever pay attention to that? Not really. I kind of see it in passing sometimes. And, okay. You know, whenever one of those big ones happens and it makes its way around on social media. Did, did you see, like, the, the alien mummies in, in Mexico? Yeah, that they that scientifically were, proved aren't aliens. Yeah, that were very much fake, but that's neither here nor there. Because if they ever <laughs> turn up with a body, yeah, that might create some problems. And I don't want uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ to have... No resources on what to do about the aliens, okay? Mm. Um, if you believe in molecule-to-man evolution, then if you can prove that there are uh, some sort of life on any other planets or any asteroids or anything, then it becomes possible for sentient life to live anywhere in the universe. Sure. Hypothetically. And for the Christian, we believe that humans were made in the image and likeness of God. Okay? What exactly that means we could dig into at another time, but humans are special. And we're special because we are higher than the animals, but a little lower than the angels. Okay? We are uh, physical and rational. Um, we have both of these things going on in the human person. And that's special because we don't know of any other type of living creature that's like that. So you can see where aliens might create problems. And if you believe in molecule-to-man evolution, so much as bacterium on Mars could create a problem. Okay? Okay. Uh, maybe some other day we'll talk about molecule-to-man evolution, but we're not going to talk about that today. Allegedly, they have, in fact, found bacterium on Mars. Yeah. Um, as a Christian who is based, I would say that God just made it in the same way he made bacteria here. Doesn't create any problems for me because it's just bacteria. And I don't think that molecule to man evolution is a given. So, there are some things that we'd have to find alien wise before we get to the kind of alien that creates a problem for Christian theology. Okay? Mm. So, the first thing that we'd have to do is to find life. Life in its broadest terms could include bacteria or virus life or vegetable life or perhaps even some sort of weird mineral-based life that we're not familiar with on Earth, okay? Okay. So we'd have to find some type of life. Bacteria, virus, archaea, Got that box mineral, checked whatever. on Mars. So let's say we've found some sort of thing that can be called life. The next thing we need is for that life to be sentient, Okay. Okay. Now, I'm going to draw a distinction here between sentience and sapience, because those are separate. Yes. 
Sentience means that it has an emotional capacity, and sapience means that it has a knowledge capacity. Okay? Okay. So if we find life on another planet, that life also is going to need to be sentient because bacteria doesn't have emotions. Plants don't have emotions, right? As far as we know. Yeah. Yeah. So it would not only have to be alive, but it would also have to be sentient. Okay. Turtles are sentient. You are sapient. Those are different. Yeah. Okay? So, if we have life, that life is also sentient. Now we need the life to also be sapient. Okay? So, the kind of life that we find in space for it to start creating a problem for Christian theology would have to be A, life, B, sentient, C, sapient, and Unfortunately, if we were to find such a thing that was sentient, sapient, and alive, it doesn't mean anything to us if it is non-communicative. If it is sentient and sapient, but it has the same amount of communication abilities as a sea sponge, it doesn't mean anything to us because we can't communicate with it. We can't know that it's sentient and sapient if it can't communicate. Right? Yeah. So we have to be—it has to be sentient— sapient and communicative okay okay now if we encounter alien life that is sentient sapient and communicative we have to entertain the idea that it may also be hostile in which case if it is hostile either openly or covertly hostile we cannot trust the things that the alien life tells us Because if the alien life is hostile towards us, they might tell us all kinds of crazy things that are not true to try and create chaos or to try and create problems because they want access to salt water and they think that if they make human society implode by telling us God is a guy named Jeff who lives in Toledo, they might tell us just that. Yeah. Right. Okay. So. I follow. It has to be alive. It has to be sentient. It has to be sapient. It has to be communicative. It has to be not hostile. Okay? Even if it's not hostile, they might be intentionally dishonest. Mm. Right? They might not be trying to eradicate humanity by creating discord or whatever. They might just be liars. I know a lot of sentient and sapient and communicative people who you just can't trust them as far as you can throw them. Why are we assuming that if they come out of the spaceship and they go, take me to our leader, that they're going to be telling us the truth? Yeah. They might not be. So that's something that we have to be wary of, insofar as this is an actual problem that we might someday encounter. They have to be sentient, sapient, communicative, not hostile, and honest. Now, provided that they are sentient, sapient, communicative, non-hostile, and honest, it is possible that the aliens that we encounter, or that encounter us, however the case may be, might be mistaken. And as a very based Christian, that mistakenness might take place as being uh, some sort of atheism. They might come out and say the sorts of things that Carl Sagan says— about how we're just a pale blue dot and the universe doesn't matter and whatever. Yeah. They might say that. They might be agnostic. They might shrug their shoulders and be like, oh, we don't know. Maybe God exists. I don't know. I never met him. And be like, great, well, cool. That doesn't help. That's, (laughs) as a based Christian, I don't care if the aliens are atheists or agnostic. There are humans that are atheist and agnostic, and I don't care that they think that either. Like... (laughs) Congratulations. It's also possible that they're going to be space pagans. Mm. So they get out of their their spaceship and they go, take us to your leader. And then we establish that they are sentient, sapient, non-hostile, communicative. Uh, What's the other one that I said? Honest. And then they, despite all this, they say that uh, the creator of the universe is actually called the professor. And he lives in 
star quadrant 82 and uh we worship him by cutting our wrists and putting our alien blood into the alien chalice of alien veneration naturally yeah they, they have some sort of weird space paganism well, I don't see why we should immediately jump to space paganism being any more true than regular paganism. You think that space Christmas is also space pagan? <laughs> no. <laughs> now, it's possible, and hear me out here, Ryan. Okay. It's possible that we might encounter alien life that's sentient, sapient, communicative, non-hostile, honest, and unmistaken. It's quite possible that the aliens might be Christian. What would we do if that was the case? Mm. Or perhaps worse, maybe, the aliens show up and they're Aryan or <laughs> some type of heretical Christian. What uh, do you do with that? If that's the case, I think move number one is to do what the lovely saint nicholas did and slapped them across the face uh, punch the aliens well we don't want to start an intergalactic as one war does immediately uh, i will say i absolutely now have to get you a t-shirt that says sentient sapient <laughs> non-hostile non-hostile honest communicative and unmistaken. <laughs> unmistaken i'm gonna have to get you a shirt or a hat or something it's so many words um so <laughs> but you know that that's a valid question though. What what happens if aliens like that do so do make themselves known and they happen to be Christian? I, I happen to be a bit of a weirdo. Okay. And we know. Yeah. And I got kind of deep down the rabbit hole of alien encounters and people's reports of this. Oh, I'm fully um, aware of these escapades. Uh not not those escapades. Entirely oh. separate. Oh, okay. Uh, Let's we'll talk about those some other day. I did day. some of my own research with uh, contactees of alien life, Creeps. allegedly, yeah, through Craigslist and other avenues. And anyway, uh, <laughs> very fun stuff. Well, you know, it was interesting. Anyway, if you go deep into the lore of alien contactees, all of these things are things that they allege have happened. You will find reports of people who meet aliens or allegedly meet aliens, and the aliens are atheists. You will find people that meet aliens or allegedly meet aliens, and the aliens are kind of agnostic. Or we even have space paganism that sometimes people encounter in aliens that they allegedly encounter, where they're like... Yeah, the alien said that uh, the creator of the universe is named Steve and he lives over in Jupiter. And we have like that kind of thing yeah. going on. But there are also occasionally people who meet aliens and they seem to be pious. Mm. There are even people that occasionally encounter aliens. This is specifically the case for the greys. I don't know if you're familiar. That's like yeah. the stereotypical looking yeah. alien. There are people that have been like abducted by the greys or almost abducted by the greys. This is this is real. This is real stuff. Yeah. Real stuff about aliens. Based alien-pilled facts. Yes. Undisputable real stuff. There are people that have been abducted or almost abducted by greys who have uh, invoked Jesus, and the greys are like, whoop, don't want to mess with this guy, and they'll just leave. Okay. people if they uh, so <laughs> invoke the name of jesus which yeah is so i've got incredibly interesting got thoughts on that oh we'll, we'll, we'll that. get to the alien demons in a second if that's where you're going with that not exactly oh well no. where were you gonna go then? so i mean i was just gonna say if the grays truly were abducting people and interactions like that were happening you you have to assume as a christian based christ-pilled individual that those are created beings that god created yeah and if that is the case and you invoke the name of christ to them whether or not they believe in that christ does not change the validity of the power of the name of christ the power, towards them. power of christ compels you so or 
that would make sense, actually. Or, and this is something that some people have alleged, and I, I'm not sure if I believe this to be the case or not, um, that alien activity is actually demonic activity, and it is meant mm. to achieve the same goals that demonic activity is meant to achieve, which is to uh, make people doubt and question and terrorize them and uh, cause them problems in life, which... Alien yeah. abductees certainly have those things happen to and them. And this is where you get into the Nephilim are actually the spawn of aliens and no, humans. No, that's not what that is. <laughs> um, so, if an alien matches all the criteria that we laid out earlier, yes, for them to you want to you want to list those just one more time. You want me to? Yeah. Okay. They have to be alive. They have to be sentient. They have to be sapient. They have to be communicative. They have to be honest. They have to be unmistaken. Or at the very least, honest and not hostile. Yeah. I'm fine if they're mistaken, but whatever. Yeah. So if they meet all these criteria, they come down in their big spaceship, they land, and they come out, and the, the, the ramp comes out real slow, and then they walk out, and there's yep. like steam, and they're backlit, and they come down, and there's three of them, and they're like, Hello, we come in peace. This is time for some spooky music. If Jesse wants to throw that in there, you know, sci-fi. I don't think he needs to with that. Yeah. That was that was great. So they show up and they say uh, something that's relevant to Christianity or relevant to the life of believers. We can either accept them as uh, scientific angels, more or less, sure. and just be like, "Yeah, these are divine messengers, and what they say is true," or we can say, hold on a second. These guys might be wrong. All they have proven by showing up, if they show up, is that they're good at physics. Mm. That's all they've demonstrated. They're good at engineering, and they're good at physics. And not even all of them are necessarily good at engineering and physics. Just the ones that built the ship. Just the ones that built the ship. Einstein and Stephen Hawking were both very good at physics. And... I guess Henry Ford was pretty good at engineering. Sure. I'm not good at either of those things. Nope. I, I can ride in a car, though, and I can say E equals MC squared. That doesn't mean that I means anything to me, though. If aliens show up, just because they have the spaceship that's real cool doesn't mean that we can trust them on things about, like, the origins of life or where the universe came from or whatever else they might make claims about. Yeah. So we, ha we have to be uh, skeptical. And if they're space atheists, our response to space atheists would be the same as our response to Earth atheists, which perhaps one day we can do an episode specifically on responses to atheist things. And if they're space agnostic, our responses would be the same as our responses to Earth agnostic. And if they're space pagans, then our responses would be the same as if they were Earth pagans. Because we are based in Christ-pilled. And this kind of stuff shouldn't create a stumbling block for our faith. Because it's not a stumbling block for our faith. Because... So we get to the kind of being that's actually able to communicate with us and it kind of looks like us. Yes. That doesn't necessarily mean that they too were made in the image and likeness of God, a little higher than the animals and a little lower than the angels. Mm. Um, just like how we have chimpanzees that look kind of like us, but they're certainly not a little higher than most animals or certainly not just a little lower than the angels. I've seen what chimps do, and they like to throw their poop around. And sometimes a chimp might take a stick and use it to, like, I don't know, crack open some nuts or something. But that's a far cry from philosophy. Mm, well, that's a far cry from the human vocation. If you so, believe in you know, cell-to-human evolution, then uh, maybe the the chimps are a little closer to us than you think, William. Well, I don't, so... Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Right, you're based, yeah. Yeah, I'm based. So, there you go. How are we on time? Dude, we're not even halfway done yet. All right. Well, geez, do you have anything you'd like to say about aliens? Ooh, oh, gosh. In theology? What? What would you? What would your response be 
if aliens showed up and it was like, ah, oh, geez, these guys are real. How, how, what, how do you reckon that would impact your faith? What, what's the next move for Ryan? So religiously, it, it would, once there are it would so much depend on the context, right? Because like you said, it, it requires a lot of prerequisites for it to really be impactful because if alien life becomes apparent and it's just a space dog, it's or just space bacteria, yeah, space vegetable. It is a space dog and it acts like a dog and is a dog, but in space, well, that Dogs doesn't really, in space. that has no implications for my faith because it is a created thing and, and even if they isn't intelligent, intelligent and talking yeah like, but let's assume the grays they're yeah. real we, okay. we get sentient sapient non-hostile communicative beings mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. all those things and they show up on earth's doorstep or i get abducted or something okay they're gonna touch your butthole they they might touch my butthole they almost always touch buttholes and the grays are grubby butthole touchers like every time they abduct people they are all up in there they're probing things they're harvesting dna samples if you catch my drift it, it's gnarly if you if really i encounter it. the grays and something like that happens in the words of uh, of jimmy neutron's father son when i was your age I sat on a banana, and that changed my life. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but also, <laughs> so much of how I approach that situation and how that might impact the way that I approach my faith and my theology would depend on what those aliens have to say. Because if those aliens show up and say, oh, yeah, we don't we don't believe in a higher being. Well, you're a created being. So what do you know? Where'd you come from, space boy? Yeah. And if they're space agnostics and say, ah, oh, maybe there's a higher being. Well, you're a created being. So whatever. What do you know? What I think really would be the most challenging would be if you met an alien like the Greys and the Greys say, yeah. Jesus Christ, we know that guy. We love Jesus. Or maybe, you know, on our planet, we've got a similar situation where some some of us aliens really love this Jesus guy and some of us don't. That would then open up a whole other can of worms of, okay, so these sentient, sapient, communicative aliens who have the capacity to travel interstellar distances in a spaceship— and who are interacting with humans for some reason now. Presumably. There might be aliens yeah. on Mars. The, these, Probably not. These aliens yes. are aware of Jesus Christ and God the Father. And let's let's just say for, for the sake of the argument, they are aware of the Holy Spirit. They are aware of the yeah, Trinity. They're, they're, so they're Trinitarian aliens. They, Sweet. Orthodox aliens. They are I'm Orthodox aliens, and they're familiar with, with that. Okay? That brings up so many other questions. Well, how did the aliens hear about Jesus? And the question becomes, did they go through the exact same thing we did where God sent Jesus Christ, his only son, to die on a cross for these alien sins? No, no, no. What happened was Thomas, the apostle, or or the disciple, he actually made it to Zorgon 78 in the the Quadrasectans sector, and he, he discipled them. So he actually made it there by the year, like, 96. Oh, That's okay. what happened. No, but genuinely, I want to genuinely <laughs> I mean, approach this. I mean, how I'm do you— I'm not kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, how do you approach that theologically if an alien said, yeah, we had—our history is pretty much the same, and God sent this guy named Jesus Christ, but translated to an alien language, and this Jesus Christ dude showed up, and 12 dudes followed him around— and then we murdered him, and now we have been absolved of our sins, and we get to live eternally with God the Father and Christ the Son, and we have been given the Holy Spirit. How does that impact things to say, you guys went through the exact same thing we did? Oh, I don't think it does. I think it'd just be like, bet. You guys want to come to church on Sunday? Service is at 11. 
So <laughs> that that wouldn't affect your your stance on the validity of scripture in any capacity. No, that corroborates it. How how does that create a problem for holy scripture? Well, my question becomes if humans were created in the image of God, for God, to serve God, and God sent his only son in the flesh of a human to to absolve us of our failures and sins towards God. If an alien says, yeah, we had the exact same thing, but they're not human, well, doesn't that potentially pose some issues of how special we supposedly are? According to scripture, um, there are 8 billion people on this planet and every one of them is special in the billions and billions of people that existed prior to those 8 billion and the billions and billions that will exist after these 8 billion. None of those multiplicities of humans take away from the uniqueness of the individual human. Um, so it would not create problems for me about the uniqueness of what it means to be human for uh, alien life to also be unique. Is that does that make sense? Well, think about it like this: the Jews are God's chosen people, and chose to reveal Himself through the Jewish people. If those are God's chosen people, the one and only, but the aliens are saying, "Yeah, this Jesus guy, the chosen people that he was born into were the Blorblands." And the Blorblands also had a Holocaust by Space Hitler, right? <laughs> because reasons. Um, <laughs> like, if that's the case, how are the Jewish people God's chosen people if the Blorblands are also supposedly God's chosen people? Mm. And let me be clear. I'm not saying that I actually think these pose issues. I am saying these for the sake of argument and entertainment. Yeah, I, I'm... Not sure that that's something that I'd have to chew on and because that think about if theoretically would pose an issue. I I think that uh, it seems to me that it's more likely that it would be the case that they would be aware of the things that happened with Jesus here and the things that happened with Jesus here were unique and had implications for them there because the implications of what Jesus does on the cross reaches to all corners of creation. You can't go on a rocket ship and get on Pluto and uh, not have the same sorts of uh, spiritual implications on Pluto that you would on Earth. Or can you? No, that's not how it works. (laughs) You don't go to Pluto and then all of a sudden you uh, are... I don't know, not going to have sin or whatever, because now you're on Pluto. That's not, yeah. how, that's not how it works. All means all. So, perhaps the aliens would be Orthodox Christians, and they'd be like, yeah, no, this is just Jesus, the guy that was in Galilee okay, a long time ago. Here's a good question. I think that's more likely to happen than them having Bland Jesus. If uh, <laughs> Blorbland Jesus and Space Hitler, yes. Um, Naturally. Here's a question, though. Let's say there are Orthodox aliens out there who believe in the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Father, that is God, Yahweh, and and they believe in the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Can those aliens receive the Holy Spirit and attain salvation if they are not human and part of the species that God revealed himself in? Because chimps obviously aren't saved, but chimps aren't that intelligent, right? But these are intelligent beings, so could they attain well, salvation being not human? It, it's dolphins and octopi are also intelligent, but sure. it is the Orthodox Christian understanding that they do not have souls. Yes. Okay. So, if the aliens are intelligent, they may not have souls. They might just be particularly uh, rational animals. That doesn't necessarily mean that they are incarnate souled animals. Mm. Okay? So, as soon as the aliens step off the ship and they start saying things about the nature of the universe and 
where humans really came from and what God's actually like. If I had the opportunity to ask them questions, my first question would be, can I see some of your art? My second Mm. question would be, can I see some of your literature? Can I look at your poetry? What have you done in the realm of philosophy? Show me the things that only come about by species with souls. Mm. Uh, Because dolphins, intelligent as they may be, do not do philosophy. Okay. They do not write poetry. Elephants, sure, you can give them some paint and they smear it on a canvas. But I don't think that's art. You can teach a chimp sign language. But does that mean they have a soul? But <laughs> Right. Yeah. It, it. You can teach a chimp. I, I don't see what the difference is between pressing a button with the picture of a banana on it and the chimp getting a banana yeah. and the chimp learning how to sign banana yeah. and getting a banana. Those are the same behavior and neither of those are language. Well, if you've seen the Planet of the Apes movies. Well, those are not um, documentaries, Ryan. Those are not aren't real. They, are, are those not from the future set nope. back to us to tell us what's going to happen? Nope. Those are fiction. Oh, and here I thought James Franco was going to bring about the end of human civilization. I mean, he might. <laughs> He's a weird guy. He, we'll see what he does. But um, okay, but let me let me pose a question again for argument's sake because that's what that's what we're doing. Let's say you do assess their literature and their poetry and their philosophy and their art, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you determine they probably have souls, and that seems to be the case. Okay. What then? Can Are they still unable to attain salvation in Jesus Christ because they're not human? Can I pray about it? I mean, sure. Because th- that's, <laughs> that's going to be step one for me, <laughs> is I'm going to spend some time in prayer and, and meditate on this. Yeah, because, um, like, what do you do when you've got the alien who seemingly has a soul that says, I love Jesus, and I, I follow Christ, and I am a based Christ-pilled alien? Well, let's uh, get in the water, buddy baptize you <laughs> yeah they've been baptized yeah. they partake in holy the holy eucharist and they they go to space church what what do you do with that theologically isn't god good <laughs> he sure is look at his providence reaching out to those who are uh from the planet glebulon I love Globulon. Yeah, the Globulons are are good folk, and uh, I'm I'm glad that they have been able to reach full communion with the Holy Apostolic Church, and uh, yeah, they're nice and, and based in Christ build. Yeah, and they're yeah. like space Polycarp had a space dove fly out of his space wound. Yeah, and it's sweet. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I in. In all seriousness. In all seriousness, if aliens show up and they're like, yeah, we actually know the secrets of the universe, don't believe them until you've seen their art and until you've read their philosophy books. Because all they have shown is that they understand physics real, real good. And while Stephen Hawking's understood physics real, real good, I wouldn't trust Stephen Hawking's to write a marvelous novel. And I also wouldn't go to Stephen Hawking's for spiritual advice on how to uh, live well. Yeah, bad news for Stephen Hawking, but he was wrong. Uh, He's dead, too. Yeah, he's both. Dead Wrong and and dead. Two of the worst things to be. (laughs) To the best of my knowledge, he did not... He was not a based Christ-filled Christian, so... He was not. I I fear for what happened to him. R.I.P. Unfortunately, Um, which is sad. I to be sure, to be surprised by him. Yes, uh, but you know, I—he's <laughs> not the guy I'd trust to uh, seek spiritual advice or guidance from. Yeah, and just because Stephen Hawking told me something about the nature of the universe, didn't mean that I automatically, de facto, believed him. Yeah, he understood physics really well, but understanding physics really well just means that you understand physics really well. You know who understands physics better than Stephen Hawking? God. God. Yeah. You know who invented physics? God. God. Uh, 
and once you get to theoretical physics, it's dumb. You know, <laughs> someone I bet we could get on the show is Neil deGrasse Tyson, because he comes on podcasts and stuff all the time. I um, don't want to talk to him. You know, I don't know how many like <laughs> clips you've seen of him on like Joe Rogan's podcast and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, for how much he's not a Christian, uh, he does seem to respect the Christian faith a good bit and does take some of it with at least some level of seriousness. So good for him, uh, I guess. I, I but, think you know. Neil deGrasse Tyson is good at physics. Yes. I think. Is that what his... Astrophysics, Astrophysics? I believe... Okay, so if Neil, I'm not Neil deGrasse Tyson is good at physics, but I don't think he can write me a sonnet. Mm. Not a very good one. And I'm not saying that sonnets are the, are the metric for— Could you write one of those? Could I write a sonnet? Yeah, a good one. Uh, I am a published poet, Ryan. Are you? Yeah, I, I wrote some poetry in college, and it was published in uh, a couple periodicals. Oh, good um, for you. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Uh, I didn't get paid anything for it. Yeah. Whatever. That, that's kind of neat, though. I, I've, I have been a published poet uh, at one point in my life. You also when... host a copyrighted podcast. Oh, is this copyrighted? Yeah, everything that goes through RSS feed is uh, automatically like copyrighted through them. Sweet. We we have a copyright on this show. Yeah, so no one else can start a show called Theology-ish. It's ours. Yeah. Sweet. Uh. Your names aren't allowed to be William or Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. Um, I don't know. I've never tried to write a sonnet. Yeah. But, and, you know, sonnets aren't the same as having a good spiritual life. Yeah. But I, I do think that there's something to be said about uh, the ability to create beautiful things. Um, The three transcendentals are the good, the beautiful, and the true, right? Out of everything else that there is, those are the three best things, according to St. Thomas Aquinas. Mm. Good things, beautiful things, and true things. And good things are good because they are beautiful and true, and beautiful things are beautiful because they are good and true, and true things are true because they are beautiful and good. Mm. And they all meld together. And I'm not so sure what Neil deGrasse Tyson can produce that is beautiful, good, and true. I don't know if he can do that. Mm. Um, because Neil deGrasse Tyson has this way of talking where he says the earth is actually round. But, get this, it's not just round, it's actually slightly compressed at the top and bottom, so it's not perfectly round like a sphere. So in some ways, the Flat Earth Society is actually kind of right. And that's how he talks. The and craziest it, thing, it, it, if you like, took the uh, Earth and shrunk it down to the size of a cue the ball. Earth was the size of a marble, then you could eat the Earth, <laughs> and then you would poop. And the earth would come out it your was the size of a cue ball. Yeah. It would feel as smooth to you as a cue ball does in your hand. I just don't like Neil deGrasse Tyson. I, I kind of like Neil deGrasse Tyson. I find him entertaining to like listen to. I, I don't think that he's particularly beneficial to listen to. I, though. I, I have not found him to be uh, to have depth or to actually be insightful. He says little tidbits that are supposed to be mind-blowing, but I don't find them to blow my mind. Uh, it's like, okay, cool. But what do you want me to do with that, Neil? What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Three-name science man. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he does believe in aliens. Good for him. Now, there's uh, <laughs> an assumption that people like three-name science man take. And that's that the universe is actually infinite. And because the universe is infinite, we can surmise that they assume that the universe is infinite and therefore you will have life eventually because it just keeps going. Yeah, because math, if it's infinite, there will eventually be inevitably a situation that plays right. out where so life they, must they exist. Can, Mathematically. They can, in their skepticism tolerate the idea of infinite matter because the universe is matter 
but they can't tolerate the idea of a being outside of that who is greater than mm. the matter. They they are strictly materialists, and uh, it's icky and gross and not good thought processes, and it leads them to not good places. And yeah, uh, it's it's bad. It's bad. And the universe might not be infinite. We we don't actually know. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure some nerd who can do math would be like oh actually i found that the universe is infinite because the variables well i'm pretty sure that's what stephen hawking kind of did already whatever uh you don't know it's infinite because you haven't found the edge yet yep until you find (laughs) and if it is infinite you know where that infiniteness came from and but an infinite being it's got an edge somewhere and you can use your nerd math to calculate where that edge is, but there is a beyond the infinite. Mm. And also, infinities aren't real. That's yeah. not a real thing. Yeah. Are you familiar with Zeno's arrow? Roughly. Okay, so it, yeah. it's this idea from an ancient Greek philosopher. Because everything is. Yeah, his name was Zeno. Where to get, if I shoot an arrow 100 feet before it can reach the 100 foot mark it has to pass the halfway point which is 50 feet sure before it can reach the 50 foot mark it has to reach the halfway point yeah just 25 feet before it can reach 25 feet it has to reach 12.5 before 12.5 for 6.25 three point whatever and so on and so on and so on and so on and xeno demonstrated more or less mathematically that there is an infinite regress of halves that the arrow has to traverse first before it can reach the 100-foot mark. And Zeno surmises that motion is an illusion because the arrow can never actually reach its goal because of these infinite regresses of halves of distance that it has to travel. It can never reach the 100-foot mark because it's infinite amounts of distance. Even though he can observe it reaching its goal. (laughs) My uh, <laughs> argument for Zeno is, why don't you stand over there and hand me the bow and arrow? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what you think after this, Zeno. Is motion an illusion, Zeno, or do you have an arrow in your head? Whoa. <laughs> you know, just shoot yeah. him with it and see if he still thinks that. Um, so that's yeah. how I view astrophysicists <laughs> who are like, the universe is infinite because the math. It's like, hey, hey, hey. It's not infinite. Infinite's not real. Infinity can't hurt you. It's not a real thing. The three named science man can't hurt you. Well, as long as I don't let him on my dat gum show. I mean, if you want to email Neil deGrasse Tyson to see if he wants to get on, go ahead. But I'm not going to set that one up. I think it'd be kind of funny, honestly. Um, uh, but, yeah. Bring him on and have Jesse edit it so that everything he says sounds dumb. Mm. Since we're uh, on it, actually... You want to give everyone a taste of your impression of Jordan oh. Peterson? <laughs> because this is incredible. Yeah, this has nothing to do with anything. Well, perhaps it could. Hold on a second. I got to warm up my throat. <laughs> the first time I heard you do this, I I was appalled by how accurate it was. It's kind of hilarious. If you want to understand alien life, you have to first understand what it means to be alive. And if you want to understand what it means to be alive, you have to ask yourself why you're living the kind of life you're living. And if you don't feel like you're living the kind of life you'd like to live, you really need to start uh, wondering about what it would be like to live a life that you would prefer to live compared to the one that you're living now. And if you're approximately interested in a different kind of life, perhaps you need to identify the things in the different kind of life that you would like to live, and then you can start doing those things radical marxist feminism is ruining <laughs> the entirety of western civilization tell me about your carnivore diet i want to oh, hear about I that i only eat meat i'm not suggesting that other people also eat meat exclusively but uh for me i have found that it's helped for uh many benefits of just eating nothing but beef and also lamb um i i will have a pound of ground beef for breakfast and then after the pound of ground beef, I'll wash it down with like a pound of uh, pork liver. And after that, I- I'll make a slurry of chicken 
<laughs> I, I can't. What has this episode turned into? I don't know. Uh, impression time. Do you have any impressions you'd like to do? I'm quite uh, proud of my Jordan I've Peach been told that my Kermit the Frog impression right, is decent. <clears throat> now, if if we want to uh, understand how how aliens uh, really impact our theology, Miss Piggy, you know, Gonzo's uh, actually an alien on the Muppets. The one with the big nose that looks like a penis. Bro. That's. Uh, that could uh, be a lot of Muppets. That's uh, a Mr. Of, Mr. Peterson uh, of phallic. Uh, ideology presented in the Muppets, which is a direct contrast to the radical Marxist feminism presented in the character <laughs> of Miss Piggy. So, if you want to understand what it's like for Miss, are you Piggy, calling my wife an alien, Mister Peterson? That is highly uncalled for. Yes. <laughs> are alien aliens are real? Yeah, yeah, aliens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, my I- wife has banned me from doing Jordan Peterson impressions. Oh, what? Because uh, I would just terrorize her with it. I would, <laughs> we would be talking Who and wouldn't? I would just talk like Jordan Peterson. <laughs> the darkness of of man has more to do with what it's like to not understand what it's like to live in a life full of light. So if you want a life full of light, you have to evaluate the kind of life you're living that makes the life that you're living one of darkness. So, so what if we're you getting want to get at, rid of darkness, you have to get a different type of light bulb. What we're getting at is that this has nothing to do with aliens anymore. No, uh, it doesn't have much to do with theology either, except insofar as Jordan Peterson touches on that sometimes, <laughs> but not. it's not a good kind of touch. It's a bad touch. Jordan Peterson puts a bad touch on theology. You wouldn't want him on the show either? No. <laughs> He's not a Christian. <laughs> I, I don't oh. want people that don't or can we have not some, have what we non-Christian guests on the show? We could, but I don't want to uh I'm not interested in mm. those conversations. Okay. I'm not interested in interreligious dialogue. I'm not interested in, uh, quote unquote, trying to learn something from an atheist or whatever. I don't, I don't care about what their perspective is. I don't want to hear it because I've already done that. I've already talked to the people that had different opinions to me, and I have had different opinions than the ones that I hold now throughout my life. I used to be more of an atheist type person. And now I'm not. Came through to the other side of that. I don't want to hear their arguments because I used to make those arguments, and those arguments are dumb and poorly thought out. So <laughs> that's like, fair enough. Not that we would bring people on to debate them, but I wouldn't be able to help myself, and that's where it would go, and it would just be unfun to listen to. Fair enough. And and boy, this was howdy, this if, was fun to listen to. Uh, uh, yeah, if this episode was fun to listen to, I'd be shocked at this point. You know, this is the most pod this is probably the most unprofessional podcast episode that we've done. Well, we did the podcasting. John Shelby Strong episode. The, that one I feel like kind of stayed in its lane. And there was the Star Wars episode. That one was we we brought it back to theology a little bit. <laughs> but you, you ever listen to a podcast that's like not good quality uh yeah and it's uh, just like us like hanging out and having a conversation bro yeah yeah i've got one in mind actually that's what's happened just in this episode this is our first episode where it's just like us hanging out and having a conversation so good keep in mind this is our first episode for the fiscal for the calendar 2024 year and you know what? This is the introduction to our 2024 tell year. Tell you what, guys. If you guys send us an email at theologyish at gmail.com and tell us that you enjoyed the Jordan Peterson impersonation, we will do a whole episode where the whole time I will just pretend to be Jordan Peterson. We might get in legal trouble for that. Well, if we call it something else. Porden Jeterson. Porden Jeterson. Or like, Jordan Peterson. Like, just spell it wrong? Neil the Grass Tyson. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I, man, we should really probably ring this, you know, rein this back into theology. Uh, so, <laughs> in conclusion, if you're wondering <laughs> how, <Christ>. what, a- 
This has got to be the least focused episode we've ever recorded. Uh, well, I thought that I would have more things to say about aliens, but I had fewer things to say about aliens than I expected. Um, this was almost the episode we had one of our prospective guests join on, too. Yeah. Um, if only could have had that instead of this train wreck. <laughs> well, this one hasn't quite been a train wreck. Um, it's, it's not been smooth. It's fine. Whatever. I think at the very least, it'll be entertaining to listen to as for, uh, as for how beneficial this will be to our listeners compared to our other episodes. It probably isn't. So if aliens show up in summarization, uh, we would respond to atheist aliens the same way we respond to human aliens. We would respond to agnostic aliens the same way we respond to human agnostics. And we would respond to space paganism the same way we respond to regular paganism. Um, if you'd like to know more about how Christians respond to these things, then I suggest that you read uh, Against Celsus by Origin of Alexandria or Against Heresies by Irenaeus of Lyons, or The City of God by St. Augustine. All three of those are great examples of Christian apologetics, and I don't imagine that the methods they use in those works of Christian literature from the first few centuries of the Church would not work against space paganism. So, there you go. Yeah. If aliens show up, not a problem for Christianity. Cool. And uh, just because the aliens say that there is no God or that there used to be one, but they ate him, doesn't mean that that's true. All it means is that they're very good at physics. So. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't be bamboozled by aliens. And don't listen to Jordan Peterson or the three-name science man. I mean, uh, because apparently they're not beneficial to listen to. I didn't say they weren't beneficial. I said I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I think that Neil deGrasse Tyson kind of comes across as a, uh, well, actually, kind of guy. And I just, it just rubs me the wrong way. Ah, the uh, the kind of guy that we were talking about yeah, well, earlier. Well, actually, every year uh, he will make a post on his Twitter or X, formerly known as Twitter, Yes. around uh, New Year's, where he's like, just a reminder that January 1st doesn't mean anything on the cosmological scale. And it's yep. like, hey, shut up. No one cares, Neil. So there's uh, there's one very, very fun clip of Neil deGrasse Tyson I like. I believe it's on the Joe Rogan show, uh, where he's talking about the calendar, mm -hmm. and... He very openly credits the Catholic Church for giving us the calendar because they made it. Thanks, Catholics. And then I think Joe pretty much is like, oh, are you going to give credit to the Catholics? And he goes, yeah, because they made it. And it is the most accurate calendar that humanity has ever made. And if the Catholics made it, then cool. Thanks, Catholics. They also invented genetics and the Big Bang Theory. So you're welcome, science. Yeah. 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 So... Uh, well, we should probably cut it there. Um, yeah. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Leave a five-star review. Sorry that this one was a little bit more uh, disjointed than usual, but next week we will be back with... Uh, Something. Probably part two of Life Together. That, and uh, we need to get around to uh, part two of Polycarp as well and talk about his martyrdom. Yes. We need to do that. Uh, we've got a couple extra parts we need to get to. Um I'm sure those will be coming up very shortly. Uh, I'm shocked if anyone's still listening at this point. <laughs> so if you are, you're a very dedicated listener, and we love you. Uh, so thanks. Not in like a weird way, though. No, as a as a brother in Christ, or as that one cousin who, like, you love them because they're your cousin, but not because, like, you're particularly close with them, you know? They're your cousin. Fair enough. Anyway, thanks for listening, and we will be back next week. Share this with someone that you think is interested in aliens, or who likes Neil deGrasse Tyson, and then they can hear us. Or Jordan Peterson. Or, yeah, old Jordan. He's a weird guy. Yeah. he's a, Jordan Peterson is weird. And that's the note we're going to leave off on. Thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate your uh, patience with us as we go through this 
time here with our recording of this episode about aliens and whatnot. Um, next week I will be back and I will uh, share with you about my old meat diet. We're going to... <laughs> I can't. I can't anymore. Turn it off. Turn it off. That's it. <laughs> Oh my god, we... Ugh.